<laughs> Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Ready for your session? The doctors are in. Okay, so in the age-old debate of art versus commerce, should you write what you like or should you write what sells? Discuss. Why can't you do both? Well, at least that's <laughs> what I do, obviously. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. As, well, coming from a marketing background, I always think about what will sell in the first place. And then I'm kind of my own target audience, too, because I like, you know, big action movies and sci-fi and stuff like that. So I, I'm already, and I'm a, I'm a male, so I'm already in half, half the side of half of the audience that uh, is the most uh, profitable for the industry. So. Mm-hmm. so when I write the stuff I like, I'm writing the same stuff that, uh, that also is, uh, you know, things that are profitable or will sell. Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said, though, for the power of focusing on one craft and really honing that and really making that shine. So, for example, when I was uh, doing music back in Nashville, they always used to say to me, you know, are you a singer or are you a songwriter? Or as they would say, are you a singer or are you a songwriter? And I was like, why can't I do both? But they definitely, like, they have songwriters who sit there and write, you know, 100 songs a week, and they have singers, and that's all they do. And those guys are at the top of their game. So I can see it a little bit out here, too. You know, a lot of people are hyphenates, doctor, doctors, uh, directors, producers, actors. But in some cases, if you get to be too many hyphenates, people look at you funny, you know? If you're a writer and an actor and a blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you are wearing all the hats sometimes it makes you look amateurish because they think oh well he's just doing his own little short films and he's writing producing directing editing everything but uh more to the point about doing what you like though is uh, similar to what you were saying is if you write like tv or if you write film or if you write horror or if you like you know drama or comedy if you if you write one thing and you write it really well then you can kind of get pigeonholed in it too so I've heard agents or managers don't want you to even talk about the other things. So if you write TV, just be a good TV writer and don't even talk about films. Or if you're a great comedy writer, then don't tell them you've got a rom-com or well, not a rom-com, but a, a sci-fi film or an action film because they want to sell you as a product. And it's easier to do that when they can say he's a action writer. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of confuses it. I, I can't remember the name of the gentleman, uh, but he wrote Princess and the Frog. And he actually did a little master class here in the Valley, and it was really cool. I remember him saying that when he first got on the scene, he wrote, I want to say it was like an action thriller type thing. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is a hot script. You know, he was like poised to sell it, and everybody wanted it. It was like there was a lot of buzz around it. And they said, what else do you have? And he gave him another script, and it was a completely different genre. And people were like, 
we don't know what to do with this. And so he now recommends if you are writing something like, say, rom-com, have two other romantic comedies in your pocket. So when they say, what else do you have? It's in the same genre. Because like you were saying, if you are like, well, I have this action adventure, they're like, but you're a romantic comedy writer. What? And it confuses things. Right. And and when I write, I have, you know, kind of cross genre things. So hyphenates and genres are okay, because I write action, I write sci-fi action, I write sci-fi comedy. You know, so they kind of are tangents to each other. So you can kind of get away with that a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, though, too, you do have to be careful. I think, okay, let me see here. How do I, how do I phrase this? I, I understand the point I'm trying to say. It's muddy in my head. It's great to be really good at one thing, but sometimes you can beat that to death. I forget the name of the gentleman. Um, he's an Irish filmmaker, but he, he's the one that wrote Once. And then he wrote Begin Again. And then he wrote Sing Street. And it's all the same film, basically. It's all musical-based. Guy meets girl, guy loses girl, blah, 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 angsty. And and like people were like, whoa, Once is amazing. And then they saw Begin Again. They're like, wow, this is just like Once. And then we get to Sing Street. And they're like, okay, what else do you have in your head? You know. So it's an example of being kind of too good at uh, one type of film, if that makes sense. Yeah, don't be a one-hit wonder kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the other side of it, I was going to say on the other side of it, if you're um, uh, a writer and you're really good at um, – writing you know tv or film uh you can also take your hand at writing novels we have people in our writers group who are writing novels Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people who say if you can't sell a film write the novel and then maybe the novel will get picked up and then eventually optioned for a film yeah that's a very hot thing right now sometimes i think going the novel route first is even better to be honest oh well yeah, I'm also considering doing graphic novels like comic books for some of my action films. Um, so, gives you another another piece of evidence in your your you know weapon cache of things you can throw at people, you know, when they're at looking for you know projects and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I think also when it comes to the whole art versus commerce thing, I I'm a big proponent of write what you like and you'll find the audience for it. I mean. As an example, if I was writing a script right now and I wanted to make it, you know, a political whatever commentary about what's going on in the White House, five years from now, people might not necessarily care about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to kind of look at your audience. And so if it's if it's something very timely and very um, just relevant to a certain moment in history, it might not work for the future. So you have to be careful of trying to be too hip, yeah. if that makes sense, too relevant. I've, I've gotten lucky because I, I wrote a TV pilot um, about six years ago that actually is still very relevant today. It was the one that was a finalist in a contest recently. And then I, our reclamation, our sci-fi web series, seems to get more relevant as the days go on, um, even though it took us a year and a half to finish it. It's almost done. <laughs> um, uh, oh, the other thing I was going to say about writing what you like, um, you know, it's okay to you know, go kind of different because there are 
um, niches. There are in this world. There are lots of interesting niches. Uh, if, like you're you were in the Christian music scene. Christian film is very big now. Yeah. So you don't have to write something that's going to have a huge audience as long as there is an audience. Depends on budget, of course, too. So um, if you can do a, a yeah, if you can do a low budget film in a niche market, it can still be very profitable without a huge, you know, hundred million dollar opening. Yeah, and that's a good point too. You know, the Christian market, as an example, might not be a huge market or a very like what you would think of as a um, like popular one, but it's actually quite lucrative because the people who follow that media are very, very loyal to it. They know what they like. They they have a certain thing in their head of what they want, and they love the films and the music that goes with that that genre. So, you know, Derek Savers, one of my my favorite entrepreneurs, he says probably exclude some people. You know, and if you write, it's all about a good story. If you write a good story and you find people who love that story, take for example, even things way back when, Princess Bride didn't do so hot in the theaters. It became a cult classic afterwards. You know, it's a good story. Right. And, and those kinds of audiences are fantastic because they'll do the marketing for you. Yeah. They will share that and push it out to their friends and talk about it in churches, I suppose, in the Christian market. But, you know, you can get, uh, especially in our ultra-connected world today, um, there's an audience for almost anything. You just have to find it and then, you know, get out in front of them. Yeah. And I kind of think too, right now with the market being so franchise heavy, because in a lot of ways, film and TV and Broadway are all intertwined and nobody's willing to try original stories. I mean, look, they have Shrek the musical and they just did Anastasia the musical. You know what I mean? Properties that we know yeah. are well loved and that's great. You know, I'll go see Anastasia I'm, the I'm musical. For Hamilton the the movie. So. Yeah, but see, Hamilton was a new, fresh thing, and that's part of what makes it such a sold-out hit. We haven't seen it before. We have seen Anastasia. They did Anastasia 10-plus years ago. So you think, oh, it's, it's going to make it on Broadway, and I'm sure it will, but you need those fresh stories to inject life into theater and film. So I think with the, the market being so franchise-heavy, if you write a good original story – it's going to transcend whatever instead of writing the next Transformers or the next Fast and Furious, something that's already been done. And you know what I mean? Don't worry about franchising the crap out of it. Right. And in, TV, in the TV world, TV writers move around because after a few years of writing for one show, you know, they want to try something different. They want to pitch their own ideas or they want to, you know, you know, go to a different uh, network or something like that. But you know, there's always movement around because you don't want to write the same thing forever. So, yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Write what you like or write what sells. How do you know the difference? Tweet us your thoughts at WG Therapy online. You can also find us at writersgrouptherapy.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe, share, share it with your friends and leave us a review. It always helps. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next time.